In the nation's northwest corner is Washington. 6.37, our resident historian Felix Pinnell joins us Friday mornings for all over the map. His quick look at the stories behind local places and things. And this week, a man from Illinois discovered a last will and testament from 200 years ago with a direct connection to the Pacific Northwest. Morning, Dave. Yeah, as first reported by the Whidbey News Times, somehow or other, the will of one Joseph Whidbey, member of Captain Vancouver's crew when the British explored what's now Washington waters in 1792, well, that will from 1833 turned, in, turned up in some old papers stacked up in the land of Lincoln. Now, fortunately, the man who found the Whidbey will among his late father's belongings, this is Craig Leach of Mazan, Illinois, he did some Googling and found the South Whidbey Historical Society there in Langley on the south end of the island. He reached out by email and then put the fragile old document in the mail. The president of the Historical Society, a guy named Bill Haroldson, he's thrilled. Haroldson's originally from Seattle. He's been studying Joseph Whidbey for at least 20 years. Even visited Whidbey's grave in the UK and has done all kinds of archival research. So, how does this priceless document rank compared with other items in the South Whidbey Historical Society's collection? Well, I, I gather it would be probably one of the most important ones, uh, you know. And I'm not sure that it really has a financial value, but it definitely has a, a historic value. And I've, you know, I've gone through the will. It's 13 pages in length, and uh, and you know, I recognize people's names in it and i understand so you know everything appears to be authentic probably one of the few guys in western washington who could read uh, joseph whidbey's will and recognize names in it um now joseph Whidbey never married but he did accumulate property and cash in his lifetime Uh, in the 1800s he worked as an engineer designing the breakwater at plymouth which is apparently an engineering marvel he bought an apartment building in a place called taunton which is where the british make their nautical charts now he did have a niece whose daughter was one of his main beneficiaries when he died in his mid-70s back in October of 1833. But if Joseph Whidbey has living descendants now, Bill, Bill Haroldson has been unable to track them down. Now, I asked Bill to give us a quick refresher of the role that Joseph Whidbey played on Captain Vancouver's crew 231 years ago and why Vancouver named that island for him. Vancouver sent Whidbey and Puget and rowboats to go into Deception Pass. They rode in, and by the next day, Whidbey realized that it was an island. And when that got back to Vancouver... In his log, he wrote, you know, I, I named this uh, Whidbey's Island and Deception Passage. That's quite a trip to row around Whidbey Island, including Deception yeah. Pass. Um, <laughs> now, unlike those uh, those horrible scoundrels, Peter Rainier or the Right Honorable Lord Samuel Hood or Elaine Fitzherbert, the Baron of St. Helens, Joseph Whidbey was actually here in person and he had a hand in surveying what became Whidbey Island. So there hasn't been this... Car- Excuse me, hasn't been this call to rename the island the way there have been some other places named after British people. Um, now, Bill Haroldson says that they have digitized the will. It'll eventually be available on their website. It does clear up the spelling of Whidbey. Some old maps have many different spellings. Um, but that W-H-I-D-B-E-Y, the one we all know and love, that is correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, Craig Leach back there in Illinois, he has no idea where it came from. His father did collect old documents, bought a lot of stuff at auctions. But there's no direct connection between Craig Leach's dad and England and Joseph Whidbey. But... Uh, one last thing, I looked, I don't see any, there's no treasure map on that. I was hoping there'd be a treasure map yeah, that would show something well, like an Oak Harbor being some tr- treasure chest buried, but that's not there. But it is still a pretty cool document. I'm just amazed how casual they were about naming these things. Okay, we'll go to Whidbey's Island. <laughs> yeah. Then you're stuck with it for 200 years. Well, he did row around the island for nine days or I something. Guess put so, a lot of blood and sweat I mean, and tears. A lot of people yeah. could have done that. And there, of course, there is, there is an indigenous name. I haven't seen enough to back up the actual research behind that. Mm-hmm. I still need to do more research to see what that name was actually called before 
people from Europe arrived That's here and started ran willy nilly throwing names on things. We got to find the indigenous name. I mean, we know what it is for for Tahoma, but all the these other islands had their names. Well, this one there's there's a word there's Chia Kol Chai, which I'm probably mispronouncing. Mm-hmm. I see, I've seen in one book with no research backing it up, and I don't want to uh, sort of uh, proliferate that rumor, but that's the only name I could find for it in terms of an indigenous name. Felix Bunnell, all his features at bynorthwest.com. Thanks, Felix. Thanks, Dave.